0: If you hear me, say so I hear you, I hear you. Hello, the kings and queens of the waiting man they see community. It's your host, Investor John, and I'm so pleased to welcome you back to a brand new episode on the podcast. Now, this episode is very sensitive to me in that I am going to reveal to you certain sensitive aspects of my childhood. Now, the title of this episode is a continuation on the topic of responsibility and this episode specializes on my own life of responsibility. Now it's no news that I'm the last of five children, but what you may not have known up till this moment is that I lost my mom two weeks after I was born. I never grew up with my mom and as tender as I was I needed a mother figure in my life and so at the time I was being sent to live in the home of one of my relatives thereby having another home and another family so all along my dad and my relatives were all trying to cover up for the absence of my late mom As opposed to what I really needed at the time. You see, everybody was just trying to make me not feel the absence of my late mom. When all they would have done was to make me live with the absence of my mom. Now, there's this popular mistake amongst the adults when it comes to regards the children. Most of the times, most adults think that they are children. They don't know anything. They are smart. um, They are not smart. And all that. So, you find adults always dictating the lives of children, not wanting to listen to the child to know what he or she really wants. Now, as that child, I knew I had a mom, but I don't know what happened. I just stopped seeing her. Next thing, boom. I was into another home, and being raised amongst another family, I had to blend in. You know, I didn't have much of a choice at the time, so I grew accustomed to referring to someone as my mom and some other as my dad then making siblings out of the children around me I had an entirely different family from my original family and for the couple of years i grew up in that home i didn't really know my original family it was just my dad who pays occasional visits to provide with stuff i needed and them to check on me every now and then but not a single visit from my siblings you know So there was this space in me, this vacant spot left from the demise of my mom. It was more like we switched places, you know, when she was pregnant with me. I was in her and when it was due time she brought me forth from herself and just after two weeks we switched roles you know she had to leave herself and come into me and she has been in me up until this moment in the literal sense of the word I cannot bring her forth from myself through childbirth but one thing I can do is to bring her forth from myself through my creations through my actions which are partly inspirations from her. And so, growing up in another home, after a couple of years, you know, attending basic education with them and all that, my dad came to reclaim me into my original home. And I was about, say... Um, four years? Four, five years at the time when I was brought back to my original home. I saw my original siblings as strangers. Like, what the hell am I doing here? (laughs) Who are these people? I was more like a stranger to them. I was raised in a thorough Igbo-speaking home. Like, That was the mode of communication. To speak Igbo. But in my original home. My dad raised my siblings in speaking the British English. Even though we are originally from Igbo. So going back to my original home one constant barrier was the barrier of communication I couldn't communicate with them they didn't understand what I was saying and I couldn't understand what they were saying clearly so my dad was like the middleman between us Mm -hmm. if they wanted to relate better with me they would go through my dad and if I wanted to relate better with them I would have to go through my dad And the problem is, he wasn't always around. He had to be out there, you know, to make some money, to take care of us. He he really did a lot for us at the time. He was both the mother and father figure we needed him to be, you know. He cooks us meals prepares us for schools and all that but one comfort I I had was that at the time when I got to meet my original siblings they were three girls and one boy so I was more like a relief to my brother he has been with three sisters all his life now there's this part of him that no one gets as a young boy, and my arrival provided an opportunity for him to relieve himself from that distress. So he was more out. he was all out to. To make me palace with him, like he was all out for us to blend with each other. And to some extent, he made my stay at home much more comfortable. But that, by the way, I've been going through all these things with that same vacant spots in my heart. And no one ever paid any attention to that. It's just like saying... Someone is grieving. Maybe for the demise of their loved ones. And rather than encourage the person to live with the situation and naturally come out of the grief you start taking the person to parties here and there you know fun trips and all that playing games creating comforting events with the intention of relieving the person of the grief But just to complement the fact that happiness cannot come from outside of yourself, happiness can only come from within, none of the attempts from my immediate family or from my extended relatives could fill the vacant spot I had in my heart for my mom. I, didn't, I never knew her physically like... Come on. A child of two weeks old? I... I can't remember what she looked like... Besides the pictures I've been seeing. I don't know who she is... In terms of her attitudes, her character and all that. Because I never had the chance to experience all that. But I... have Feelings for her, and um, I have this connection with her because at the time I was fresh off the oven <laughs> you know, a freshly baked bread or cake, you know, fresh off from the oven, still yummy, soft, and you know, flopping and hot, and all that. Oh, it, oh, it has very effective qualities of the oval That is, the influence of the external world hasn't been too, too effective on it in terms of the cold, the dryness and stiffness, you know? And also the influence of humans upon those same bread or cake in terms of breaking them you know to eat and all that disintegrating them and all that so i was still fresh off the oven. and i was still fresh off my mom's. so i still had so many impressions from her at the time that is why i said it's, it was more like we switched roles. i was now carrying her inside of me only this time it wasn't for nine months. How old am I now? Okay, <laughs> it's been so many years, and I'm still carrying her inside of myself. You know, and that has presented me with with very tough situations. Like I've dealt with. So much emotions, huge emotions that no one knows and understands because from the very onset, from the day one, no one wanted to know. They were just all trying to create happy events for me with the hope of relieving me of whatever I was going through without wanting to really know what I was going through so I had to find the way and it was obvious I had to find it alone so many nights I tried to communicate with my mom I kept on pushing like come on mom you just have to be here for me you know of course at the time i didn't have the understanding i do now and so i was like oh mom you just left me out here in the world all by myself no one to turn to no one to run back to when sh- shits get messy no one to clean me up each time i fall and provide me with the emotional guidance and assistance i needed absolutely no one of course i couldn't go to my dad now come on like he has the busyness of a man in him he always has to be there out there making the money attending to all our needs you know, so i couldn't blame him now for not always being there My siblings, they were also tender, but at least they had to live with my mom at least for some years before her passing. So they have a good understanding of who she was, and I'm sure they had learned a teen or two from her before she passed on. But I was completely denied all this opportunity. But nevertheless, I still had to play my role. I still had to be that last child. The second song. I still had to do my path. Irrespective of whatever I was going through. So I kept pushing, you know. From preschool to high school down to junior high, college and all that you know from one relationship to the next and all that I was just going through so much so much and so much and all along I've been dealing with all these things alone it kind of had its advantages though it was small but and tell you very very intense now without breaking them further the dis- disadvantages of going through all these things alone without having anybody to share them with was enormous and it still is but then the advantage the greatest advantage it presented me was the fact that it was the realization of the fact that I am self sufficient. Like all these years, I've dealt with every kind of emotion that's come my way alone, always scheming, plotting, planning executing failing picking myself up continuing and improving all alone i couldn't share how i felt with anyone not my dad not any one of my siblings and definitely not strangers you know in the literal sense of the word So, this created the self sufficiency in me, which has turned out to be my greatest advantage. It wasn't easy at the time, only now is it becoming easier. with an increased level of self-sufficiency also came the realization that I had my mom within myself so whatever comforting I needed whatever advice or guidance or love womanly love or motherly care I needed all I had to do was to go within myself And there I would find my mom. And then we would sit down over a round table and talk like a mother and a child. And each time I cry, she will always be there to wipe my tears. So self-sufficiency became my greatest asset. I wasn't attached to anyone. Not my dad, not my siblings, not anyone, not even the home I was raised in. I wasn't attached to anyone. But then this created so much responsibility for me. Self-sufficiency requires an enormous amount of responsibility which can be achieved by thorough discipline. You are responsible for every aspect of your life. No one is there to back you up. We cannot dispute the important role mothers play in the lives of their children. You know, i have seen so many um, children make mistakes and Whenever they want to be lashed by their dads, the mothers always step in, you know, as a way of interceding on the behalf of their children. Even when the children need favors, the mothers are usually the ones who step in to ease that process of attaining that favor for their children. They're always there. You see them making the last-minute sacrifices all for the good of their children. You see them spending their last cash just for their kids to feed or to go to school or to support their dreams, even when they make mistakes. You see them embracing their children with comfort and dust them off those mistakes and encourage them to rise up again even when you lose everything they'll always be there to provide you with the basic things you need the love and care the affection the food and shelter and they encourage you to pick up again and you find that most children succeed thanks to their mom so i never had the luxury of all this each time i fail is on me each time i make a mistake is on me there was no one to comfort me no one to share my fears with So, self sufficiency provided me with a lot of responsibilities. Like I have said in my previous episode, to whom much is given, much is expected. I'm sure we all know that. And so, my greatest asset that was given to me, which is self sufficiency came with enormous responsibilities that were too heavy for me at the time but the only option was to deal with it (laughs) there was no one I could shift it to there was no one that could step out of her way just to help with mine no such person But the good thing is that I started dealing with all these things early, like very, very early in life. It can be good and it can be bad in that it affected me in so many ways. I couldn't be the young boy of my age as I should have as compared to other young boys of the same age. Dealing with all those responsibilities always placed me on the part of self-improvement like oh, I'm always working on myself to be able to deal with one thing or the other, not having time for chit chats, for plays, for catch-ups and all that. I'm always on myself, working on myself, working on myself, you know. I taught myself how to socialize, taught myself how to speak with others, how to approach the opposite sex like to chike a babe. <laughs> I told myself that even when I was tongue down, I had to find a way around it. I taught myself how to, to love before I found love in the real sense. I taught myself everything. No one taught me everything. I taught myself how to be neat, how to do my laundry. God damn, I taught myself everything. Wow. Wow. <laughs> So with each of these, there were so many disadvantages and few advantages, but the advantages were so, so stronger, though few, than the numerous disadvantages. For now, I've emphasized my love for high taste. I've always gone for the biggest shots in everything I do. So understanding this, you should also understand why I say the disadvantages were numerous. But few as compared to... The superior few advantages. So many disadvantages at the time. No catching up, no this, no pampering, no that. So many things. I can't even remember most of them right now. But the advantage, just one. Just one advantage at the time. Self-sufficiency. But... This one advantage superseded all the disadvantages in multiple times, in multiple folds. That was the kind of childhood effect I had. I was a child, but not a child. Or rather, I was in my childhood. I was was an adult living in childhood, to put it in the most simplified way. So time, with time, that vacant spot I had in my heart for my mom became filled. Still by my mom. Like I literally took her out from the physical and place that right inside my heart. That is total occupancy. You see, this normal notion that people say, okay, I have a place for you in my heart to someone physical. Like the person is physical, and you have a place for the person in heart. It's just the reservations you have for the person is just few and with time if you see someone else okay you can easily clear that small reservation and replace the other person there because you're also seeing the physical beings but then when you understand the picture or you visualize the picture where i tell you that i literally took my mom out from the physical and placed her into my heart. She was no longer on the physical. She only existed in my heart. You understand that. That place can no longer be vacant. No one else can f- occupy that space. Because she is there now. And permanently. So now we walk consistently. On a day to day basis. So I was responsible for a whole lot. First of all, I was responsible to the family I was raised in. You know, I, I had to appreciate all the good they did for me in the earliest years of my life. And my siblings there, I had to look out for them. Assist and support them whichever way I can and always show up for them. And also I was responsible for my original family, you know, my brother, my sisters, and my dad. I had to play my role as the last child, you know, two heavy responsibilities in addition to being responsible for myself and for the vacant space I had in my heart at the time. So this was too much, like way too much. was the only one that could play my role no one else could and it meant that if i didn't give off my best in playing my role the bigger picture will be affected and by extension every other person will be affected so i had to give off my best in playing my role Nothing in my life happened by chance. Everything is relative to my life's purpose. Now I'm speaking from a position of awareness and it sounds easy. The story I'm telling you of was at a time when I had no awareness of this, and when I was hell bent on working towards attaining such awareness. So, imagine how hard it was, and more importantly, my journey was a unique one which no one else understood of course they didn't understand because they didn't know you can understand what you don't know so no one knew about what i was going through hence no one knew my journey so i just had to figure it out alone Mm -hmm. so to figure out all these things alone I had to experience so many things myself. You see, there's this good thing mothers do for their children. They provide half of the experiences of the children's life. But with the fathers, of course, they don't have time. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing or a bad thing. Because of course, women, we, we have to be there out there in the field making this money to fend for the family. But looking at it the other way around, it is moving out of the child's life. Why thinking that you're doing something important for the child's life. In the earliest years of the child's life the child needs your presence needs your attention but women are naturally drawn out then to the field to provide for the family and so the responsibility rests on the women to provide that attention and presence in their child's life that is why the women has the most impact and influence upon the lives of the children and the children tends averagely to love them more than their fathers. But not to compare anybody. Everyone is playing their role all for the good of everyone. If the men aren't out there in the field There is no way the family can be for. Like, okay? The woman is present and attentive to the child. Will that put food on the table? Will that pay the bills? Of course, some women also try to do all this. But you find out that it is either you're there or you're here. is either you're present and attentive or you're out there in the field. So as always, the ideal lies in between, in between two extremes. So the ideal parenthood shouldn't be being here or there. That is to say, you shouldn't be being present and attentive fully in your child's life, or you shouldn't be being out there with you trying to provide for your child and your family. It should be in between. Look for a way to provide for your child and your family while being present and attentive. Of course, it's easier to choose between two extremes, between left and right. It's easier to say left or to say right. But it's very hard to stand in between because you have to hold on to the right to the same degree in which you hold on to the left, always balancing them. So for the average child, he has a parent who is at the extreme right providing for their needs and another who is at the extreme left providing him or her with the patience and attentiveness, the presence rather and attentiveness needed in their lives. But in mine, all I had was to the extreme rights providing all we needed or supposedly all we needed so i had to grow up and I, I had to grow up and i had to do so alone so i kept pushing after several experiences and all that so many mistakes creating my life just the way I want it, it eventually led me to the creation of Waiting Man see Now there's much more to Waiting Man see I've been through a lot, like a lot. And there are some others like me who had experienced similar childhood like myself or even worse. But less attention has been placed on this aspect. So in creating my life just the way I want it, despite all odds, despite all I've faced, and no matter how young I was, I was hell-bent on sharing what I've learned with people and more importantly, creating a community where people can come together to share Their deepest thoughts, like what they go through. You come together, you share it as a way of passing on knowledge to others, like passing on usable knowledge to others. Now, I know there are so many institutions out there teaching you about various formulas for success and all that. They are all doing good works. But I'm not all about that. Since we have so many people doing that, there's no point adding to the list. I'm all about... Encouraging everyone to use whatever situation they find themselves, whatever emotions they go through. To channel them to productive purposes for their own success and by extension for the success and betterment of the whole universe. And so, responsibility happens to be an important ingredient to make this possible. In that, responsibility provides everyone with the awareness that we all have a role to play. A role that can only be played by ourselves. Which in turn will lead to the benefit of the collective, which in turn will be our own way of contributing to the beauty and magnificence of the grand picture. Everyone doesn't have to be a banker. Everyone doesn't have to be the best stockbroker. Everyone doesn't have to invest in properties. Mm -hmm. Everyone doesn't have to be a musician. But someone has to be a musician. Someone has to be a teacher. Someone has to be an artist. Someone has to be a podcaster. Someone has to be a realtor. Someone has to be whatever. Anything. Someone has to be that. Just like in the movies, someone has to play the role of the security, the doorman. Someone has to play the role of the driver, the chef. protagonist, the antagonist and all that, including the crew, the makeup artist, location driver, name them, and playing their roles to the best of their ability contributes in the beauty and magnificence of the movie. So my, my life was more like a laboratory to me where I practice things. When I make mistakes, I get lashed heavily for them. No one is there to intercept the lashing. No one is there to intercede on my behalf whenever I need to get anything like if I needed something from my dad there is no mom to go to to cry to for her to intercede on my behalf if I needed something from my dad the only option I had was to man up and walk up to him and tell him what I needed and explain to him why I needed what I needed Mm -hmm. So, facing all these things gradually built the boldness and confidence in me, which has eventually led me to self-sufficiency. If I fuck up, no one is there to plead on my behalf. (laughs) In the case of my dad, each time I fuck up... (laughs) on top table now like that he's going to whoop my ass (laughs) whoop my ass thoroughly (laughs) so I had to go through all this alone most importantly alone that that was a very tough one you know for my tender shoulders Only now has it proven spectacular, tremendous, fruitful, and has grown to be my greatest asset. But at that time, it wasn't easy at all. It wasn't. At some point, I was almost losing my mind. No one in the world could understand me, could understand what I was going through. I had to find solace in myself. I always have to live in my head. That was the only place where someone understood me in my head. <laughs> oh God. And at the time, my head wasn't even a good place to live in. Because of all the impressions I'd received from the society, school, and all that. But nevertheless, I had to keep moving. So achieving self-sufficiency... ...and growing in self-sufficiency, I was hell-bent on teaching this to the world. You know, it's time we change our educational system. Gone are the days when we are taught formulas that are never usable. We never use those things in the course of our daily life activities. just keep on learning unusable knowledges which in turn becomes redundant and that is why most people rather than learning they memorize things for exam purposes only just to get the grades and all that time for real learning has come, the time when to really know something is much more important than achieving grades, than being rewarded ...for memorizing something. The the world today is in turmoil ...because of the absence of proper education. Everything is controlled. Everything is structured... ...in the curriculums of various educational sectors and schools teachers are only limited to the confines of this curriculum you can't step out and of course none of them is even willing to step out of the curriculum because they don't even get well paid for teaching the curriculum let alone doing extra work So, the time has come for real learning, for for real teachers to teach, and thanks to technology, there are no limitations of curriculum anymore. With technology, real teachers can communicate real lessons to people. Lessons which are usable in the world today. But also, like everything else, technology has its advantages and disadvantages. And of course, so many people go out there say 18 or two just to get paid for it whether or not their content is real or authentic I had in mind was to just teach all these things I know to people. I never had the mind to start a podcast or to found Waiting Man They See. I just wanted to teach and to teach you must first do the work. Real teaching requires real learning. That is to say, the best teachers are the best students. For you to teach, you must have a vast knowledge. So I dedicated my life Of course, my life has been dedicated to aloneness already. So, I devoted the rest of my life in learning, practicing things, and also teaching my experiences from all thirds of life to people. responsibility is an important aspect of our development. But in our society today, responsibility is the lost word. That is why there is chaos everywhere. Before now, the preachers have failed us. Rather than revealing this lost word to their congregation, they contribute to hiding this lost word even more. for their financial benefits. But in this new era, this is a wake-up call to all the real teachers out there to join in the mission of revealing this lost world to the world. Because it is only responsibility that can take us back to high places it is only responsibility that can bring out the beauty and magnificence of the world and in ourselves till we meet again I am your host, Investor John. Cheers.